0: What's happening my Jack family? Coach Scott here jacked 40.com and shredded 40.com. Welcome to another episode of the jackthat 40 podcast. Today we're going to talk about the best advice to get lean and stay lean after 40, which is to do more of the things that make you feel your absolute best. And what makes this the best advice to get lean and stay lean after 40 is that it forces you to look inwards, to have a heightened sense of awareness towards all that you're doing throughout the day and how it's impacting you, how it's making you feel. And this is a great way to break free from the overwhelm and the confusion that you see out there in regards to the best fat burning workouts, the best fat loss diet plan, the best supplements to boost your metabolism. You kind of block out those distractions. You're focused on your actions and how those actions are impacting how you're performing, how you're feeling, your mood, your zest for life, your vitality. Now, when it comes to your diet, 99% of the time, you're gonna feel your absolute best when you're eating to the point of satisfaction, providing your body with an adequate amount of nutrients to fuel your lifestyle, to perform your best in the gym and outside of the gym compared to overeating, where oftentimes that situation, you're gonna feel uncomfortable. You're gonna feel stuffed. You're gonna feel bloated. You're gonna feel lethargic. You may experience some acid reflux. You may have interrupted sleep. There's just so many different aspects of overeating that just feel really uncomfortable. Certainly, even if you don't feel terrible, you're not gonna feel your absolute best compared to eating to the point of satisfaction. Now that 1% of the time, that's we're talking about like Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, where it's a family gathering, you're with friends, your foods that you don't typically consume. It's okay in those situations to overeat a bit. It doesn't give you a free pass to stuff yourself silly so you feel absolutely terrible, but it's okay to eat a bit in excess during those situations. Just enjoy the company that you have, enjoy the event, enjoy the situation that you're in right there, and make the absolute most out of it because food is a part of that comfort. It does make us feel good in those moments, but again, making sure they're eating to the point. Just just being a little bit over full, overeating a little bit and not to the point where you're just absolutely gluttonous. Now, if you've been following this channel for any length of time, you know that I am big on flexible dieting, being able to work in all of my favorite treats, all of my favorite food into my calorie targets for the day or for the week, uh, whether it's to get lean or to stay lean after 40. The thing is, I have a very heightened sense of awareness for how each of those foods make me feel. I try my best not to eat those foods in excess but even when I eat those foods in responsible portion size if I have a slice of cheesecake it tastes absolutely phenomenal it makes me feel great it's a fantastic emotional experience from both from the the, the taste buds uh, just flashbacks and memories childhood memories and all that stuff it just it's a wonderful wonderful experience but that food that cheesecake doesn't Necessarily make me feel my best overall. It's not, when you compare the calories um, in that cheesecake, that cheesecake, first of all, it might sit my stomach a little bit more compared to another meal that I may have. Um, but if you compare it to more of a nutrient rich meal, it's not going to provide me with the same kind of energy the same kind of fuel to perform my best throughout the day. Yeah, it's going to have the same amount of calories, but it's not going to have it's not loaded with micronutrients that are going to allow my body to function at its absolute best. It's don't get me wrong here, like we're looking for we're striking a a balance, a combination. It's not just like looking at food as fuel and, and solely as food for Uh, performance and all that, you want to incorporate your favorite treats like that. You want to include the cheesecake because like I said, it's a fantastic experience. I do feel great when I'm eating that cheesecake. I just know that if I was to have that every single day, I wouldn't be performing my best all the time. It would kind of slow me down a little bit. Whereas, I'm having it once in a while if I have a cheesecake once a week even. It's fine, especially if I'm still hitting my calorie targets uh, throughout the week, for the calorie target for the week. It's gonna be more than fine to consume that cheesecake or even consume that cheesecake and the chips. But I just find, like there's no question about it. Like I, when I, after losing the 50 pounds 10 years ago, uh, I was mainly like an 80% nutrient rich, whole natural foods, 20% favorite treats and junk food, if you wanna call it that. Nowadays, I'm more along the lines of 95% whole, natural, nutrient-rich foods and 5% my favorite treats and junk food, if you want to call it that. Cheat meals, cheat days, whatever you want to label it. Um, it's just foods that I don't typically have all the time. And the big reason for that shift isn't because I'm putting myself on some pedestal or anything like that. It's it's because I have just learned, like I my body like the more you consume the whole natural nutrient rich foods the more you crave those foods because your body knows what it's experiencing when you're having that. Like it just feels its best. like your body feels phenomenal when you're consuming whole natural nutrient rich food. So it wants more of it. The more junk food you're consuming, it just knows it's like sugar rush, sugar rush, I crash, need more sugar in me. So I mean there's it's it's great to once you start breaking free from that cycle and it can be a gradual thing. I mean, I, it took me again ten years to get to this point of eighty percent to ninety five percent which may not seem like a drastic difference, but it's a fair amount of calories that are coming from nutrient-rich foods. I'm consuming way more veggies than every day. I'm getting way more micronutrients in my diet than ever before, really paying attention to fiber intake and just how all of those different foods are making me feel. And even at that point, when you're consuming whole natural nutrient-rich foods, you really got to be aware to how those foods are impacting you as well, because there's some of my fellow men over 40 who have been including more and more vegetables in their diet, and those are starting to make them feel really bloated and really gassy and really uncomfortable. So, you really got to strike that, you got to have that heightened sense of awareness for the amount of veggies, the amount of fiber in your diet that makes you, again, feel your best. Because if you're feeling full and bloated from the veggies, That's going to slow you down as well. Even though it's loaded with the micronutrients, um, it can slow you down. You want want to avoid anything that's going to bog you down throughout the day. Again, you want to be a high performance uh, machine. So, it really does help. This is kind of one of those situations where tracking your intake for the short duration, whether it's four weeks, eight weeks, getting a good idea of your typical macronutrient breakdown, um, even micronutrient breakdown, the typical foods that you eat and how that makes you feel. Because if you look at your data for the week, maybe in a couple weeks, you'll likely find that your macronutrients fall into a ballpark range. Like for me personally, just my natural eating tendencies fall into a like 45% carbohydrates, 30% protein, 25% fat. That just my natural, normal way of eating is where it typically falls. Now, if I was to go a week where I really bump up my protein intake, I can pay attention to how that bump up impacted my energy levels, how it impacted maybe my weight or my body fat percentage, how it impacted my performance in the gym, how it impacted my digestive system. Did it have an impact on my sleep? So that's the only change is that you're you're maybe reducing your carbs a little bit, bumping up the protein. You can see how that one change impacts you and how you perform, how you Feel? Does it make you, does it help you feel any better than your kind of natural uh, macronutrient ratio, ballpark that you fall into? Now, clearly, we are not going to feel our best and perform our best when we are in a calorie deficit trying to get lean after 40. But what you wanna do, so you're not trying to compare that to, well, if I just eat at maintenance, if I'm eating to the point of satisfaction, I'm gonna feel better. Now, you can't compare that. You get your goal, you know that you're going to feel better physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, confidence, all that stuff, if you drop, say, 15, 20 pounds of fat. So, you know, in the big picture, it's kind of that delayed feeling better uh, experience there. So, you're temporarily not going to feel your best energy wise and performance wise, but you know the payoff is is down the road. But in that situation, you're going to compare it to uh, another diet, like a fad diet that is going to restrict certain macronutrients, or it's going to be way too aggressive with the calorie deficit. You want to do what you can to feel your best with that calorie deficit. A lot of times, it's going to come down to, once again, consuming whole natural nutrient-rich foods that are higher in uh, food volume, that are going to fill you up and provide you with an adequate amount of, again, micronutrients, macronutrients to feel your best and perform your best. So, if you are in a calorie deficit trying to get lean after 40, and you're trying to work in all of your favorite treats in there every single day, and they're taking up 25, 30, 40, 50% of your calories for the day, you're not going to perform your best. Like The more treats you are including in your meal plan each and every day, the greater the chance that you're not going to meet your micronutrient needs throughout the day. So really important if you want to perform your best while in a calorie deficit that you try to consume as much whole natural nutrient-rich foods as you possibly can. A great example from my past experiences is this past mini cut in January, where for four weeks I ate nothing but whole natural nutrient-rich foods. Now that was not intentional. I went into this uh, with the the plan that if I wanted to have one of my favorite treats, I was going to have it and I was going to work it into my calorie target for the day. But I was also thinking, I'm just going to go as long as I can without including my favorite treats, junk food, cheat cheat meals, cheat days or whatever. and what happened just that the, the longer after one week i'm like you know what i'm i'm fine i it was just after the holidays so i had enough of the junk food already i didn't want any of my favorite treats so it was good timing with that um second week it, after that i'm like man you know i just don't feel it, and i'm feeling freaking awesome like during that four week mini cut there i kept my calories consistent two thousand to 2100 calories a day um, my energy was sustained i was hitting personal best week after week and it was absolutely phenomenal. I have not experienced that during any mini cut or any kind of fat loss phase in the past because I would have some high calorie days like maybe a cheat day where I'd, I'd go above uh, maintenance level calories and I'd have to reduce my calories, make a greater calorie deficit to kind of ma- to make up for that higher calorie day there. And other times where I was including treats every single day and working those in there, I just didn't feel, even though the calorie target was roughly the same, it just wasn't providing me with the same kind of energy, the same kind of fuel um, that I was experiencing with this whole natural nutrient-rich diet. So that that January mini cut, the four-week shred, the Shredded After 40 four-week mini cut course, Absolutely freaking phenomenal. Probably the best experience I've ever had when it's come to fat loss. And again, it also comes with experience. I have gone through many, many cuts in the past, knowing what to expect, coming off the holidays where I really didn't wanna have any treats. It's just like ideal conditions. We had a lockdown here, so I couldn't even, there's no temptations for me whatsoever at all. Uh, So all of those things um, come into play, come into factor. And those are things that you have to be aware of. So if you do have to diet down the road again, and it's not going as smooth as possible. Like, why can't it be as good as it was the last time? It was so easy for me before. Well, before, the conditions may have been a million times better for you. It was more ideal uh, for to go through a fat loss experience at the time. So having those kinds of heightened sense of awareness are absolutely key for your mental health and well being during a fat loss phase as well. Now let's move on to sleep, which is the most important aspect of your lifestyle that you need to have a heightened sense of awareness towards when it comes to feeling your absolute best. Now, for me personally, Personally, I can get by with six, six and a half hours of sleep, maybe for a few days. I could probably continue it forever, but I am certainly not going to feel my best, perform my best. Actually, last night, I only got about six hours of sleep. I played hockey late at night. I had to get up earlier in the morning. Um, I'm getting through my day just fine. I'm recording this video. I feel like I've got Uh, a fair amount of energy here. My eyes are burning a little bit. They're feeling a little bit heavy. I got in a good workout in the gym today, but it certainly wasn't my best workout. I didn't quite have the strength. I didn't quite have the endurance, but I still had a great workout. Like everything was, it was good. I was really happy with how my day has gone so far up to this point. Certainly not my very best. When you compare it to when I'm consistently getting eight, eight and a half hours, eight and a half hours is definitely a nice sweet spot. If I get a few days in a row of eight and a half hours sleep, I am the most high performance machine you will ever see out there. Just my mood is crazy elevated. Like you think I am positive, happy-go-lucky, animated with six, <laughs> six hours sleep that I've got right now with eight and a half hours of sleep in me consistently, oh my freaking God, I feel like I can climb mountains and take on the world. But I just, I feel incredible. My, especially like my mood is incredibly elevated. Um, my performance in the gym is through the roof. I just have this um, incredible outlook towards life. This uh, my, my passion, my purpose is just amplified. Um, and when it comes to like six hours of sleep, I know I definitely feel my appetite is up today. And it's not because I've been in a calorie deficit or anything? It's it's not because I was moving around anymore. It's just when I get when I'm don't sleep as much, my appetite increases. When I am getting an adequate amount of sleep, my appetite appears to be much more regulated. So uh, there's just so many different factors involved in getting an adequate amount of sleep. Now I'm very fortunate. My lifestyle, my work schedule. My, I got adult children right now. I'm living on my own. Um, it's so much easier for me to get eight and a half hours of sleep compared to some of my fellow men over forty who may be working twelve-hour shifts all the time, maybe even fifteen-hour shifts, and they got young kids, young families. So it's really tough. I, I encourage you with every ounce of my being to make sleep a top priority for yourself to try to get a minimum of seven hours of sleep each and every day. I encourage you, if you have the opportunity to get more than seven hours of sleep, to do that. I'm telling you, nothing will have a bigger impact on your fat loss, on your muscle building, on your mood, on your overall life, your health, your well-being, physical health and mental health uh, than sleep. So, you really got to evaluate your lifestyle. Why is it that you're not getting an adequate amount of sleep? You're not getting eight hours of sleep each and every night. Is it because you're staying up watching TV? Now, what can you do instead of that if you have a partner, a spouse um, living with you and what can you do to kind of wind down a little bit earlier and make sleep a priority for the both of you? Because you're both going to feel so much better if you make sleep a top priority, but still making sure that you have that quality time together at the end of the day to really connect uh, on a deep emotional level um, before just, all right, I, uh, my day is done, let's go to bed. You want to still like have that time together so you feel complete. Again, this is all about living. Your life to the fullest. It's Everything you're doing is meant to enhance your life. So, you don't want any of these things to be taken away um, from your life. You don't want to be like just thinking like, I got to get to sleep because I got to keep my male hormone health in check. I got to keep my testosterone levels up. No, it's it's just it's, it's so much more to it. Um, memory. I mean, these are things that are going to pay, especially if you are with a partner, like getting at least seven hours of sleep is going to help prevent Um, memory loss is going to help prevent diseases like um, dementia, Parkinson's. So this, if you're a couple, like you got to think of like long term down the road, this is not just about connecting in this moment, doing what's best for you right now, feeling your best right now, but this is like long term down the road. So I can't encourage you enough to make sleep the number one priority in your life. And again, individual situations, I know It's going to be incredibly tough, but if there are little things that you can do in your life, like how are you distracting yourself at night? Are you just wasting time at night? Uh, is it actually enhancing your life, allowing you to feel your best sitting on your butt, watching TV, not moving at all? Could you get out, wind down with your your partner, going out for a walk to kind of wind down, maybe do a little massage before you go to bed to help you wind down, loosen up, all that stuff, and then get a great night's sleep afterwards. So really all those things, your nighttime routine should help you, Again, feel, it's all about feeling your best. And now moving on to your workouts, are you performing your training sessions in a way that is allowing you to feel your best? Are you performing workouts that are beating you down, whether it's like these metabolic uh, resistance training sessions where you're like bouncing around from exercise to exercise, you're working up great sweat, which makes you think that you're burning more fat, but your joints are taking a freaking beating. Or maybe you write an article that deadlifts is the absolute best exercise that's so metabolically demanding um, yet you're doing deadlifts and your freaking back is killing you, and you're just not experiencing any kind of reward from that experience. Maybe just your workout structure in general is setting you up for um, feeling beat down again. They're not not doing any kind of uh, workup sets, you're not doing any kind of warm ups, you're not working in any kind of mobility in there, um, and you're sp- crushing your body workout after workout. It's all about training to failure, pushing beyond failure, having your workout partner forcing out reps on every set. So doing things that are, again, that's. it may feel like you're pushing it hard in the moment, but you're just hobbling out of the gym, feeling a beat up afterwards. That's not a great feeling at all. That's not you feeling your best, you wanna walk out of that gym knowing that you gave your absolute best effort but you're walking out of there feeling empowered and feeling feeling proud, a huge sense of success and, and victory. You don't wanna feel defeated walking out of the gym because you didn't hit this personal best that you wanted. you're you trying to hit personal best. Personal best is just forcing yourself to add load to the bar um, and just putting your, your joints under extreme strain because you're just not quite there. You're forcing that growth uh, when it's just it's just not there in you. So, making sure that you're structuring your workouts in a way that are going to allow you to feel your best. I really love the strategies that we're using, the Punish and Prod approach with the Jack Daft to 40 Club, um, where we begin our workouts with typically an isolation exercise that's higher repetition enhances that mind muscle connection gets the blood flowing to the target muscle and just really it's a great way of loosening up before we get into the bigger compound movements and we're primed for those movements at that point and then taking a last set best set approach where we're, we're not crushing every set we're bringing we're leaving a rep or two in the tank for those first couple of sets and then the last set we give our absolute best effort still to the point of momentary muscular failure not forcing anything out when we do go beyond momentary muscular failure, we're doing it in a safe, effective manner. We're still using good quality form. We're incorporating some advanced training techniques like drop sets, extended rest pause sets, uh, maybe some mechanical advantage supersets, some different techniques that are safe that allow us to really challenge ourselves, but in a safe manner that's not going to increase the risk of injury or beat us down in any way, shape, or form. More than anything, it just adds the fun factor to the training session. So the big take-home message of this week's Jack to 40 podcast is that if if you're going through your day with a heightened sense of awareness, really being mindful of doing the things that are going to allow you to feel your best. If you're eating to that point of satisfaction, if you're trying to stay lean after 40, if you're eating in a calorie deficit, but eating nutrient-rich foods that allow you to perform your best and feel your best while in that deficit, if you're getting an adequate amount of sleep each and every day, you're doing all the things, doing workouts that are allowing you to walk out of the gym feeling victorious, your goals are going to take care of themselves. And the big thing is that this is this is what long-term success is all about. This is the key to long-term happiness throughout this entire journey. The whole point should be feeling your best, doing the things throughout your day that make you feel freaking awesome. So doing those things will allow you, the goals will take care of themselves. So don't get caught up in all of the noise, all of the, the minutiae out there, the overwhelm, the confusion. Confusion. What diet is best? What workout is best? The thing is to have a heightened sense of awareness for yourself. You sure you can experiment with different things, try them out, but are they really have that heightened sense of awareness? Is this making me feel better? And being honest with yourself. Don't think about all right, this worked great for someone else. They're feeling their best on it. We are all different, so it's really important for you. if you're going to experiment with different approaches that may have worked for other people, to have a heightened sense of awareness yourself is, is this actually working for me or am I being kind of influenced by how well it worked for someone else? They said they're feeling good from this approach, um, but I'm kind of not experiencing those same kind of feelings myself. Maybe I should get back to what I was doing before, maybe try something a little bit different um, in order to see if I can feel even better than I am right now. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Jack at the 40 podcast. If you did, please do me a favor and smash that thumbs up, button. I'd really appreciate it. If you know a fellow bro who'd benefit from listening to today's podcast, please do me a favor and share it with them. More than anything, I'd love to hear from you down in the comment section below. Share your thoughts, share your insights, share your feedback, share your own personal experiences. I would love to hear from you. And before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jacked After 40. Have yourself an amazing day. Catch you next podcast.